What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Crypto Brew Show, where we are drinking brews and talking about it. It is July 18th, 2018, and we are here with a packed full episode of info and news. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Oaks, how you doing out there, man? I'm doing great. Drinking a Lion and Kugel Summer Shandy, one of my favorite summer beers. Ooh, Shandy it up, Shandy it up, sir. All right, Joey, I see you out there. What you doing? going on charlie i'm actually drinking the same thing i was drinking last time i was on the show uh i know go me which is overly friendly ipa by holy city brewing here in charleston hey uh you know what you like that's not a bad thing that's not a bad thing jojo how you doing over there man or maybe uh joey is just a little overly friendly <laughs> you're short enough to be overly friendly all right let's let's go ahead and move on to breaking it down with the true love imperial by martin house you know it I is saw... a imperial raspberry sour ale there you go i saw on uh twitter today that hashtag love was one of the top trending uh hashtags so that's totally why you did it right yep it's tasty <laughs> and uh rowan over there you still in utah Rowan? no i'm in wyoming now oh wyoming all right how's that treating you Doing a whole bunch of climbing. It's good, man. It's, uh, the beer is definitely better than Utah, I'll tell you that. There's no 3-2 rule. Fair enough. Uh, so, I'm drinking some weird shit. Copper Mule. And it is a ginger lime cream ale. But it's actually what? pretty good. <laughs> All right. All right. Weird stuff, and I think we'll be hearing about that later. Let's go ahead and jump all over to our uh, disclaimer here. One, two, three. The information provided on the show does not constitute investment advice, financial advice, trading advice, or any other sort of advice. Crypto Brew Show is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Conduct your own due diligence and consult your financial advisor before making any investment decisions. There you go. Hashtag Nafamu, not a financial advisor. My own opinions. You'll hear that plenty on the show. That's what that means. And of course, hashtag BYOB. We did. Did you? Moving on. State of the market. We got uh, some good some good news, I think. Oaks, what are we, what are we looking at? Man, it's looking good. Uh, so we're getting our uh, crypto update from Coin Checkup. We've got a global market of 286 billion on a 24-hour volume of 19.5 billion and a BTC dominance of 43.84%. Creeping up. Uh, coming up on that number one is obviously Bitcoin at 7,326. And uh, compared to last week, it's up 15%. So that's not bad. Uh, number two, we got Ethereum at four seven four hundred seventy five, uh, and again compared to last week, it's up seven point seven percent. And lastly, we have Ripple sitting at forty eight cents, and that is also up seven point four percent. So it's looking pretty good. Uh, what else we got, man? All righty, let's go ahead and jump on over to Bitscreener and look at our gainers and losers. I know Jojo, you like to pun it up with those. No pressure. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, you know what we got here? At the top, we've got Bitcoin Diamond. Took a little while for it to get there, but the carbon has to compress. You know what I'm saying? It's up 34.16% in the past 24 hours. Right below that, we've got Ardor up 25.05%. Not Hodor, but Ardor. So we, we don't need to hold the door, guys. And then right below that, we've got Olympo uh, up 17.28% uh, in the past 24 hours. 
Uh, and uh, I'm sorry, guys. I just got to do a couple more just because there's a perfect pun right there. Feather coin just falling right off of Raven coin that's right below it, up 16.23%. Raven coin 15.84%. But our losers, you know, it just ain't fair. But fair coin is at the bottom, losing 32.31% in the past 24 hours. And our dear friend, Coin Dash, not our friend, but it is once again down in the 24-hour, 21.87%. I think that is a number that will ride every week. I'm sure I've seen 21.87 at least once. And then, last but not least, Bank to the Future. Um, I, I guess uh, I guess they're still in the future, and that's why they're going down. But they're down 17.43%. So. Let's go ahead and take it away. Let's move on to that heat map, Charlie. Uh, yeah, let's do it. And actually, real quick, I just wanted to mention Dogecoin down there up 11.92%. Uh, that one just got mentioned on Robinhood uh, trading where you're able to trade Doge. They they threw some love out for the Doge. So good for them. Good for them. Moving on over to heat map. Uh, it doesn't look as great as it used to. A lot of red. Uh, but earlier in the day, it was all green. So we're, we're all right. We're all right. Uh, market news headliners our first headline of the day Malta crypto exchange Binance backs plans to create first decentralized tokenized bank. This one's brought to you by coin telegraph I believe uh, Roan actually brought us this article. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, this one run? As everyone knows Binance is my baby. So almost everything they do I get excited about but this is especially exciting because this is what the crypto community has been waiting for, right? A legitimate bank that is, you know, crypto accepting. They like crypto. They want crypto to be part of the bank. But it's also rad because it's community owned. So like if you like, you know, the, the BNB coin on Binance, you know, when you hold that, this this would actually be, I guess, like a co-op, so to speak. I don't know exactly how they'll uh form the business but man I'm, I'm super excited about this and uh this is my favorite news in the last probably month to come out of the crypto world all right all right i like it i like it i think the uh the biggest thing i saw from there is they're really getting that uh crypto fiat going uh as it says on there the crypto fiat trading uh with binance uganda which supports the ugandan shilling uh and it's only a matter of time before they start throwing in all the other fiat currencies and really making it easy. Uh, Jojo, go ahead. Uh, this one is actually to run just to kind of go off of this uh, headliner here. Uh, I don't know too much about Binance backing this, uh, but as far as the uh, the exchange and creating the currency for the Malton government, um, are they going to like withhold the opportunity to hit that 51% with that currency? Is there going to be kind of like a stop there to make sure that there's not one power that bees? So that's, I mean, that's what's so interesting about this project is this is, I mean, if, if they do it anytime soon, this will be the first time where, you know, the crypto world, you know, Binance and those, those big exchanges meet the, uh, you know, your traditional regulations in banks. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they do it. And to be honest with you, since it is community owned by owning the tokens, I'm curious if it'll be classified as a security here in the U.S. 
which I could see that, you know, I could see the U.S. doing that. Um, but that, I don't know, man. Like, everything is – that's why it's so exciting because it's just new territory all around. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to our next article here. Coinbase is exploring new tokens. Oh, hype, hype, hype. Cardano, basic attention token, Stellar Lumens, Zcash, and 0x. Uh, obviously, this uh, sent a nice wave of hype through the crypto uh, verse, if you will. Uh, Oaks, what, what are your thoughts on this article? Um, I think it's great for initial investors to get more, you know, getting their fiat into other things that aren't, you know, just the big. Uh, what is it? I think it's four or five that they have on uh, Coinbase right now with, uh, I'm not exactly sure which ones, but I mean, getting into Stellar is a good idea. Uh, well, Nafamu, but I like Stellar um, <laughs> and Cardano and all these. So it's really good to see this, uh, you know, new coins being pushed onto Coinbase, which is a, a starting place for a lot of uh, starter investors. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Joy, what you what you think? I'm kind of with Oaks. I guess there's a couple of points on this one. Uh, the first thing I noticed was that they mentioned that they announced it both, you know, internally and out to the public uh, at the same time. I guess mm. with uh, previous instance in the past oh. with them being <laughs> accused of like insider yeah. trading, yeah. Uh, which I think that's good and kind of playing off Oaks um, with it. Like finance is really big for people who are already in crypto, but. Coinbase kind of pushes towards those who are new to crypto being so easy to use. So I think I think it's good uh, get the name out there to uh, everybody who wants an easy platform to buy these coins. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I mean, absolutely. As far as, uh, you know, the whole we announced it at the same time. I mean, OK. I mean, at this point, it's like, <laughs> I guess we believe you. But I mean, some people had to know in internally. Somebody had to know that this was going to happen. So. I mean, it is it is what it is. Uh, Oaks? Yeah, so I just have a, a question for really everyone. Based off of this, um, something I just thought about was what happens, though, if Coinbase gets over flooded and stops being so easy? Does, is that a potential? I mean, we, we saw that in, initially in the beginning in 20, or later on in 2017 when they were getting, what, it was 100, like millions of users a day on it. So, I mean they've they've already had their issues and i mean i don't really remember i mean there were times when it was pumping and dumping and coinbase wouldn't work so i mean they've had plenty of time to get their s together if you will uh what i what i mean is is like for the initial investors is it becoming too complicated because there's too many options or i mean again oh i see what you're saying yeah yeah, Uh, yeah. for the initial investor is it is there going to be to a point to where it's going to be too complicated for them to understand which one to get into? Yeah, they'll. I mean, they're certainly going to have to. I mean, hopefully, they're going to do some sort of you know, hey, this is what Cardano is all about. Hey, this is what you know, basic attention is all about. I mean, obviously, they're not saying that they're going to put these five on there, but hopefully, you know, I mean, shit, they don't even tell you what the hell the difference is between Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, and you know, there's. A pretty, I mean, pretty big difference, especially in the eyes of people that have been around for long enough. So uh, hopefully they kind of do some kind of educational piece when you're going in and buying stuff. And again, that just proves proves it. Like, do your own research. Don't just blindly buy something because someone told you to. Do some research and figure out exactly what's going on with each crypto. Because there's 
there's some great projects out there, but there are also some scammerinos. Moving on, Russia to <laughs> classify cryptocurrencies as digital ass or digital rights, digital assets, digital rights. Uh, this one comes to you from Bitcoinist. Uh, Roan again was on top of his game on the news. Uh, Roan, what you got on this article? All right, so I know that uh, I don't know Russia's kind of a taboo, I guess, and what they do, but I think this is a great move because it establishes that crypto is not property. Okay, like you know. Here in the U.S., the government decided that Bitcoin is property, and that's why we have this insane taxes. You know, every time you make a trade, you're supposed you're supposed to pay taxes. So if you're a day trader, you're paying taxes, you know, dozens of times a day, right? But this is so cool because one, it establishes that crypto can be used as a currency. Not all cryptos are securities, and some cryptos are utility you know their only use is a function it's not a currency or security or, or whatnot but i i think this is a, a progressive ruling and and i like it and i hope that the u.s does something similar because the system we have now is not working it's, it's not working right i mean even even today uh they had a hearing uh about the the digital money age uh and i was watching a little bit of it um, I'm actually gonna have to go back and uh, I'll come back to this. Um, but there were there are a few good points. Uh, but the Fed chairman literally said like we have no jurisdiction over cryptocurrency and we have no interest in regulating it. Uh, that doesn't go to say that you know the SEC is gonna is gonna regulate it. There's not they're not saying that there's not gonna be regulations. But the Fed was chairman was very specific in the sense of. Like, look, we we don't have any interest in this. We're just kind of keeping on the outside. So, um, again, it's it's nice to see Russia do something uh, and kind of show. Again, the more and more this happens, like I, I'm all for regulation. The more and more this happens, the more legitimate cryptocurrency becomes. And hopefully, you know, some of these countries start getting on board and just saying, okay, look, again, like like last week we were saying, this is what you got to do this is how to do it legally but you're allowed to do it and i think that's what's going to kind of push the market and i need a quick nod from everybody uh anybody else have anything to say on this topic are we moving on okay moving on boom 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 all right next uh, article here bitcoin analysis why sec might approve bitcoin etf oh i think we've been here before what's different this time uh, hey, I mean, as it says there, there were uh, plenty of previous applications that were rejected. I'm pretty positive they rejected an ETF three different times. Uh, and they've been trying to fix all of these issues and they're about to file again. Um, so my question to you guys is, do you really, are you excited about ETF? Are you not excited about ETF? Do you not give a F for <laughs> <laughs> Joe, what you got? Um, well, I mean, this right here, you know, it's coming up for approval again because the Winklevi twins got the patent for an ETP. Um, so the SEC is maybe like, well, you know, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time. We got the Winklevi twins. They're going to steal all our money from us. <laughs> you know, 
And I think that's what's going on. Me, for one, I would love an ETF with cryptocurrency just because I would like to diversify my IRA and 401k portfolios with ETFs backed by cryptocurrency because I know I'm going to make money off of Hashtag Nafamu. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, let's see. Joey, you got you got anything to say on this one? I have nothing to say on this one. I mean, if you, if you try enough, eventually something will get passed, right? What is this, like the fifth attempt to uh, make it happen? <laughs> so, I if mean, you propose it, they will come. <laughs> right? Uh, Wait. So, I mean, yeah, again, I think it's a good thing. Uh, Oaks, real quick, any any thoughts on a Bitcoin ETF? So my my question, and maybe Roan can answer this. I saw your beer, Roan. But um, what to, I mean, other than being, you know, uh, more available to the masses and actually being able to invest into that, you know, basket of Bitcoin with your with, with the stock market, what is the difference between me just buying a portion of a Bitcoin because I can't afford a whole Bitcoin and then that going up? Versus that. So that's what I just didn't understand what the difference between just getting onto Binance and buying some Bitcoin or getting an ETF and getting a portion of a basket of Bitcoin. Yeah, man. So the ETF like legitimizes Bitcoin in on Wall Street. So like Joe was saying, you know, he can diversify, diversify his portfolio. He can do like, you know, 20 percent in technology, 20 percent in healthcare, 20 percent in Bitcoin. So that's when that's what makes it different, um, because like, you know, like my 401k, I, I can't I can't touch it. Like if I wanted to take some out and put it into Bitcoin, I can't do that without cashing out the whole thing as of right now. Um, but this is man, if this goes through, there's going to be so much money going into Bitcoin. It's gonna be great. I think I saw somewhere on there is like uh, ETFs in America, like American ETFs hold like 40, 40 trillion dollars of uh, annual um, money that gets flowed into it. So that's, I mean, that's game changing. Game changing. Uh, I think the the biggest. Huge. Yeah, I think the biggest thing here uh, is one of the one of the reasons that it may or may not get accepted this time around. Uh, apparently is the protection of retail investors, AKA us, uh, because they feel like they need to fucking protect us. I mean, there's plenty of people ignorant out there that you need to protect. Um, but apparently the proposal would be of 25 Bitcoin per share. Each share would be 25 Bitcoin in this ETF. So it's not like we can, I see you out there, Jojo. Uh, it's not like we can, you know, get into this ETF by ourselves. I mean, it would have to be through a institution uh, because, I mean, who's got 25 Bitcoin lying around? I certainly don't. Uh, go ahead, Joe. I think the major thing that you just pinned on as far as, like, protecting the people, you know, like, major institutions of the world protected the people, and that's how the SEC got created. But prior to that, there were engineered changes to the systems themselves that created that type of system in the first place. So do we really even want that in the crypto space? That is a question for another time. Moving on. Bitcoin's snore, snore, snore upgrade could be the most significant change since SegWit. 
pretty interesting here. Um, I'm not too familiar quite yet with the the snore upgrade. I know it has. Uh, it'll give Bitcoin the opportunity to scale more. Um, so that's pretty interesting, and it is uh, apparently more secure than the previous uh, iter the, the the current iteration of Bitcoin and the blockchain. Um, so Oaks, what do you what do you, how do you feel about the new uh, upgrade and Bitcoin just moving forward and not just staying stagnant as far as you know just you know staying the same? Um, I I feel pretty confident with it. Uh, the only thing I'm worried about with this is it's very vague on how they're going to be scalable. Uh, they say the upgrade will reduce the use of storage and bandwidth by 25%, and that's huge. Uh, don't get me wrong, but all it says is is so they'll they'll you can send them multiple transactions from multiple different sources. So they're saying then there should be a way to just get one signature. And that's what Snore is going to do is, is every transaction you send is going to have a signature that, and more signatures can fit on a block. Um, so, I mean, I didn't really understand how it was going to be scalable, but they're also going to be able to stop spam attacks from like people who um, are pushing for political, um, like just like, you know, overloading the transaction amounts that are unconfirmed transactions so that whenever they, Say, look, Bitcoin's failing. Either they're not transact, they're not enough transactions. They're going to be able to stop those kind of spams and, and overloading the transaction form, so they can say, look, Bitcoin's dead. It's slow. They're not trans. No transactions are being pushed through. So, again, on the on the uh, security side, that's a very good thing if they can if they could actually make it happen. Fair enough. And uh, I mean, I mean, what you said in the beginning, as far as we're concerned, it's pretty vague. Uh, but as it says in the article, uh, they do have a posted document on github so you can go look through the code if you are a coder unfortunately none of us are coders so yeah we're just going off of you know what we read and what we uh see ourselves in the research that we do um but real quick and again we'll throw down a consensus anyone else have anything to say about uh the snore upgrade nope okay well you know what again it's a it's a good thing and again i like to see bitcoin continuing to try to move forward and uh figure out some of, some of these uh setbacks that have been plaguing it like uh scalability and such so it's nice to see them continuing to work on it uh in that regard I think that uh, article was making everybody tired or something. <laughs> All right. All right. Our last article, uh, headline of the day, uh, change.org creates Monero mining screensaver for charity. Uh, this one's super interesting. I think it's super cool idea. And it's just one thing, again, that crypto can do to really benefit, you know, the good, the charities out there. And real, let's the uh, I don't know who. Oh, oh, Joe, Joe, the true love, true love wants to talk. Go ahead, Jojo. Yeah, this change is about to bring some true love, guys. <laughs> so I thought I'd put my true love beer up there and cheers it. There you go, cheers. Go cheers. on, change. But anyways, uh, this actually just brings about a little bit of a small anecdote that I have for us all. I asked our dear electrical friend that provides us with entertainment. And I can't say her name because then she'll start yelling at me. But um, I asked her if she dreamed. And she dreams of electrical sheep. And I asked her to tell me what electrical sheep were. 
And I was very, very mind blown by that answer. So if you know what I'm talking about, ask your dear friend to tell you what electrical sheep are. <laughs> anyways, the screensaver really kind of brought it to mind. But anyways, this is awesome. Change.org. You're doing a great thing. Keep it up. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'll just speak real quickly on it. And if anybody has anything to say, go ahead and throw your beer up there. But um, I mean, if, for anyone that doesn't know, I mean, they're creating a screensaver and it's kind of uh, built toward uh, companies where, I mean, when uh, when an office shuts down, they got, you know, thousands of computers just sitting there doing nothing overnight. So they've created a screensaver that you could put on. You just download a piece of software and it will throw up a screensaver just like the screensavers that happen every single day on automatically um, reg regardless. And it will mine for Monero and everything that is mined will go to change.org and they will take. So basically you're just using the computing power of thousands of computers. And it says right there, change.org estimates that 10,000 computers using the screensaver for 12 hours a day can generate around $10,000 worth of donations in a single month. So, I mean, in the end, I challenge all these companies out there to adopt this screensaver. And, you know, for the better good, your, your computers are sitting there anyway. Why not go ahead and, uh, and use it? So, uh, anyone? Let's see. Joey, you got anything to say about Sparkle? Can I claim this on my taxes? <laughs> uh, sure. You know that's a really good point. Like you can you can claim your power bill on your taxes. Like think about these companies with like ten thousand people. Everyone go home required to put their screensavers on. That's a that's a lot of money you donated to change.org over the span of a year. That is also true. That is also true. But yeah, I mean, but you gotta pay taxes for getting the property, <laughs> right? Uh, oh no, it's going to a nonprofit. That's why I'm getting a tax break because I'm donating my power. There you go. Well, again, there the, all this is is a is a solution uh, and a just great example of what cryptocurrency can do uh, for the greater good. So it's nice to see someone actually using it instead of uh, trying to take your processing power without you knowing. Because there's companies out there that'll do that too. All right, moving on. Roan uh, mentioned this in the beginning of the show. We have Blacktooth Brewing Co. What, uh, what you got out there, Ron? All right, so this is Black Tooth Brewing. It's in, uh, it is in Wyoming. I'm not sure where exactly. Uh, so they have a lot of uh, year-round beers. This is a seasonal beer. So it's called the Copper Mule, which should ring a bell for you uh, 21 and above listeners. Um, so it, I guess I mean it shares ingredients with the Moscow Mule. So ginger, lime and uh it's a cream ale it doesn't taste anything like a moscow mule but i would uh the cream the creaminess though is great and the lime is just like real just small slight hint of lime so it's like a creamy ginger beer it's actually pretty good it's better than you would think with the strange description nice and you know you could drink it too man it's like you know sit down and drink a couple of them nice were you able to uh try any of the other ones yet or not quite not yet, man. I have the Amber Ale. I have the Amber Ale, so I'll, uh, I'll do that one for the next show. Nice. All right, cool. Black Tooth Brewing. If you uh, see one on a shelf, give it a, give it a go. Give it a go. All right, we're moving on to our Distilled Thoughts 
section. We got a good one this week. It is stable coins, and you're like, what the hell are stable coins? Well, I mean, it's exactly what it says. It's a price stable cryptocurrency or a cryptocurrency that is pegged to a stable asset. Uh, real quick, just to kind of go through here, uh, what are your thoughts, initial thoughts on stable coins, Oaks? Um, I'm kind of teeter-totter on this subject all the time, whether I think they're useful, whether I think they have any place. I get it. You don't have to pull your money out of crypto in order to get a fiat that is stable, but I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of on the fence. I know a little bit about them, so we can talk more. So, okay, well then let, let's just go ahead and talk right there. What, I mean, that is what, why stable coins are about. I mean, it is, you're able to pull out of Bitcoin and pull out of any other crypto asset that you have to try and, you know, get away from the volatile crypto market uh, into a stable coin. So, I mean, that is pretty much essentially the use case for stable coins. Uh, Joy, what, what, what are you, what are your thoughts on stable coins? That was my exact question. What is a stable coin? <laughs> um, you mentioned it, a cryptocurrency pegged to a stable asset. And I was going to ask, is that like a, a crypto, like a, a coin version that follows the price of like gold? So if you wanted to invest in gold, but wanted to throw cryptocurrency at it, you could essentially like mimic that and it stay you're, stable like that. You're, you're absolutely right. There, there are, I'm almost positive there is a uh, cryptocurrency out there that is pegged to gold. Uh, I'm off the top of my head. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but for every coin that you buy, every coin that you buy is worth an, a gram of gold and they have those, that those gold bars and or whatever in vaults somewhere. Um, you know, and again, there, there's a little bit of, I feel like there's a little bit of decentralization to that because it's like almost, you have to <laughs> trust that they have that gold. But I mean, yes, you're exactly right. They have coins that are backed by a stable asset or a tangible asset like gold uh, and that's essentially what some of these stable coins are not all of them are exactly the same uh, Jojo what, what are your thoughts on stable coins well um, as you guys know um, we'll be talking about one of my favorite things here in a second <laughs> but stable coins I think are a very very solid bet for us and we've wanted that from the very beginning and there has been so much FUD around the original stable coins that were out there in the market. And that one is uh, Tether, you know. Uh, there was so much about auditing, auditing the books, like not really understanding whether or not they actually had the money to back their coins and yada, yada, yada. And that's the major thing with this stable coin aspect. And that's why there's such a hard push on this because people want to be able to find a place to place their money, say, if we have another January again, you know, uh, another time where we want to go ahead and bounce back and forth or, you know, instead of even going back to uh, base currency of BTC or F, we want to like push into a stable coin, use it as our reserves to buy other coins. It's just, it's just, it's just the next bet because in uh, the world markets, you have the ability to sell that security as a form of profit, you take that profit out as the fiat currency and then you put it into something else. You can't do that in the crypto space because 
the entire mar market is dynamic and you're pulling the crypto out into a base coin that is fluctuating with the market. So it doesn't really do you any good, which stable coin, that's what this, this is all about. So uh, back to you, Charlie. <laughs> Fair, fair enough, fair enough. And uh, Roan, let's just go ahead and jump on over to you. Uh, how do you feel about stable coins and what are your thoughts or what are your thoughts on stable coins? Yeah, I mean, Joe said it best. He described it perfectly. I mean, they they're necessary, they're needed. And I mean, right now there's 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 quite a few stable coins. Um, I know Binance, the, the gold coin that you mentioned, I think Binance has two of those. They claim to be backed by gold and they have like three other stable coins or something like that. You have quite a few, but, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's necessary, especially for the day trader, uh, Nafamu, but, um, you will find that with the volatility of this market, it's, it comes in handy. True. True. And, uh, there is a great article, uh, that I pulled this little paragraph from on coin journal, the rise of stable coins by Alex T. Uh, definitely go uh, check it out. There's a lot of information that tells you, you know, everything about stable coins. Um, again, one of the reasons why we need stable coins is a great example here. Uh, if Bitcoin is priced at $8,000 and you traded one Bitcoin for a stable coin, which was pegged to USD, you'd have 8,000 units of that stable coin. Now, assuming the price of Bitcoin goes down to $7,000 over the course of the week, you still have $8,000 worth of those stable coins, uh, which can then be converted back to BTC at any time. So this way you don't lose any of that $1,000 uh, worth of value. And now you have more BTC than you had before uh, if you bought when, you know. So uh, that's the reason why you want stable coins. There are three different types of stable coins. Fiat collateralized stable coins, crypto collateralized stable coins, and non collateralized stable coins. Uh, Joe mentioned earlier Tether, which is a fiat collateralized stable coin, uh, and is backed by USD. They're, these are backed by uh, fiat currencies. And I know uh, BitShares has their uh, BitCNY and BitUSD. Uh, they have a few that are uh, fiat backed, although I think they kind of classify as crypto backed um, but there's true usd also backed by the us are pegged to the us dollar so it's always going to be worth a dollar and they have an algorithm to make sure that happens um and uh, uh crypto collateralized we're going to go ahead and jump over to joe because that very first symbol there is uh aurora and uh he, he's going to tell you a little bit about more about aurora and how it works so um, uh, what we've got here, guys, crypto collateralized um, stable coins are just basically backed by the crypto assets themselves. So um, the example there is Aurora DAO. Uh, what they're doing is they're creating uh, Ethereum reserves to hold that as the background and precursor to manage their stable coin. Um, MakerDAO is doing something very similar to that as well. And I know Haven is actually doing uh, the exact same thing by backing their NUSD, which is something that actually just recently hit the market, if you guys want to check into that one. Um, they're backing that with their Haven coins. But the thing that I like about Aurora DAO the most is they're creating a total decentralized infrastructure that is based upon 
uh, Aurora and uh, Idex. And what they're originally going to do to finish this off is they're creating a collateralized bank based off of Ethereum that they can send loans out with. What makes Aurora awesome when they initially, when they push out their stable coin, the Boreal, which is set to come out later this year, once that comes out, it's not going to be pegged like, you know, the fiat collateralized currencies are where it's one for one, right? They are going to be based upon the dynamic of sells and buys of loans that come out of the bank itself. So initially when it comes out, it's going to be kind of like stagnated, like it's going to be set, but they're starting to issuing loans. The loans go out. The loans they get are going to be in the stable coin themselves. They can take that stable coin, sell it off, go do whatever they want with it. But by the time a lot, a lot of loans go through, you know, like the Ethereum reserves are going down, right? What their intended purpose is, once those go down, there's actually going to be less demand for their stable coins. So the price of the stable coin is going to dip, which is going to make it better for those people that actually have the loans through Aurora to buy back in. And that is going to be what is going to correct the market itself. So it's going to move up and down, but it is still going to stay stable along a curve, um, actually along a line, along, to along a vector. Um, and I think that's the coolest thing about it. So that's what Aurora is. Uh, Aurora, if you're out there and you're listening, I want a little <laughs> bit more information about when the stable coin's coming out because I believe in you full heartedly. Not necessarily that anyone else listening to this has to, but hashtag go or DAO, hashtag Nafamu, and uh, that's crypto collateralized uh, stablecoin. Uh, who else wants to take away the non collateralized? Well, real quick, I know uh, Roan. Uh, he's you he's big into Haven. He's actually used Haven before. Uh, yeah. So Roan, tell us a little bit more about Haven. Okay, so first of all, it's Haven. By the way, for Whoop. all your ignorance. My, oh. Um, oh. Uh, so unlike Aurora, Haven is not trying to tackle banking or anything like that. They're, they chose a different niche. So they are trying to tackle payments. And by the way, it's up and running right now. And this right here, I don't know if you can see, this is the iPhone 10 or X, whatever it's called. I bought this through Haven's payment system. So they have an e-store up right now where I can convert my Ethereum or my halves or whatever into their stable coin. And then I can buy something with the stable coin, which is really cool. That was my first time actually buying something directly with crypto. Um, and it's awesome. Uh, but what another reason it's so cool is like Joe was saying, it's backed. So uh, uh, MakerDAO, by the way, is backed by Ethereum. Ethereum is the stable coin that backs it. Uh, Haven has HAV, have coin, which that, is what backs the NUSD, which is the one for one. One NUSD is one US dollar. Um, but they, and they're, they're um, I don't know if y'all are familiar with Pundi X, like they're, yeah. you know, the payment system network. The POS. That's kind of what Haven is shooting for, but they want to do it for online, like for retailers, 
and stuff like that. So, and like I said, they already have a working product. So, I mean, they're, you know, they got stuff going. You are proof of that. See how it works out. You are proof of that. Yep. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's really good. I think, I mean, I think the main point that we're kind of skipping over here is, I mean, think about merchants uh, that want to accept cryptocurrency, but they don't want to necessarily accept Bitcoin or Ethereum or any other of those, you know, volatile currencies that, you know, one minute can go up. 10%, 20%, 10%, 20%, the next minute is down 10%, 20%. You don't want to sell your goods uh, for, you know, an, a currency that can fluctuate that much. So I think that the stable coins are going to make it so that these merchants will be more apt to accepting, you know, these currencies and these stable coins. And then obviously there'll be a, you know, intermediary there that where, okay, well, I want to use my Bitcoin that will automatically go into Aura or Haven or Haven uh, that'll automatically get purchased, use that purchase to purchase whatever item. Uh, so, I mean, in the end, stable coins are going to be a great uh, thing. I'm going to really quickly uh, go over non-collateralized uh, stable coins. I mean, these are ones that are... They use algorithms to base their uh, supply on. So they will manipulate their coin supply uh, depending on, you know, how much interest there is or demand for it or not not any demand. And uh, Basis is actually a really cool one. Uh, Basis makes use of three a three-token system, the base coin, the base bonds, and base shares. Uh, when the supply is contracted, the system offers bonds valued at a dollar to token holders at a subsidized rate, which will pay the principal of one dollar coupled with interest in the future. And that might be a whole jargle marble, whatever you don't understand. <laughs> but uh, the coin then are used to buy these bonds are destroyed. That will contract the supply. And then when the demand for the coins increases in the future, this triggers the system to increase the supply. As it creates new coins, it pays the it first pays the bondholders, and then that's partially the incentive of base coin. So it's a really interesting system that they're going on. It's completely algorithm based, uh, and again, it's not really backed by a fiat currency or a cryptocurrency in that regard. Uh, they have their own system and their own algorithm to make it so that it stays stable and it's not as volatile as all these other cryptocurrencies. Um, so it's a pretty cool project there. Uh, definitely go check it out. And last but not least, of course, the big boys, the big names in the uh, the market, uh, IBM is working on a stable coin of their own, backed by the US FDIC. And all of us from the United States know exactly what the FDIC is. Um, but they are experimenting with strongholds to create their own stablecoin and we brought this article to uh your attention you know solely because we're talking about stablecoins but i'd like to hear from everyone uh what their thoughts are on ibm getting into the stablecoin market oaks what do you think um i mean i think it's i think it's pretty great that a big company's coming in and you know trying to again keep pushing the envelope on things that are cryptocurrency but if you don't mind, I would like to take a quick step back, uh, back to what we were talking about with, I mean, stable coins in general. Absolutely. Uh, the reason why I said my, the comments in the beginning was, is, okay, so fiat-backed cryptocurrencies, 
like Tether, we've said in other episodes to, I wouldn't def, I, d- I probably wouldn't go into Tether. And it's because of the lack of proof that there is enough fiat currency to back their one to one ratio. And then you go over to cryptocurrency backed um, stable coins. And what I look at that is, is, well, with the volatility of the market, then they definitely have to have more than what they say is their one-to-one backing. Because if it goes down, they need a lot more to keep that that price at where it is. And then the algorithm I've read, or the uh, non-collateralized, I've read that um, the algorithm messed up for a while. So the, instead of being at quote unquote a dollar's value, it was stuck at 87 cents and it wasn't going anywhere. So, and I don't remember which one that is. So that's just where I would say, yes, it has a space, uh, you know, has something to do with our space and we need it, but it's also something I wouldn't definitely hold your value in. Uh, so that's just my opinion on the whole thing. No, I mean, again, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, the stable coins, it's, it's an experiment. I mean, crypto currency, the blockchain is a giant experiment, uh, you know, so it'll definitely be interesting to see uh, which stable coins kind of come out on top and really take hold and that people trust in a trustless system. Uh, it'll be super interesting there. Um, but go ahead, Joey. What do you, uh, oh, actually, real quick. Sorry, Joey. Let's go. Joe, Joe wants to say something on what I just said. So go for it, Joe. Well, no, I mean, Joe, Joey can go ahead, man. I just, I, I, you, uh, ne- never mind. I'll let Joey take this one over. <laughs> All right, Joey, go. <laughs> You're too kind, Joe. You're too kind. No, I'm with you, Charlie. It's one big experiment. And uh, aside from all the downsides that Oaks mentioned, I definitely think that uh, stablecoins have their spots in the um, cryptocurrency world. Um, so I definitely think they need to be worked on and experimented with. And I think it's great to have a big company such as IBM who works with all sorts of different systems. And, um, you know, they have a bunch of smart people working for them that I think they could, you know, get something figured out. And I think a lot of people will get behind the fact that IBM is doing it. Um, so I, I think overall it's a good thing, and I'm glad it's IBM. There you go. There you go. JoJo, what were we going to say? All right. So, Charlie, earlier while you were talking about the merchants and they're wanting to actually be in the stable coins because they're more apt to it, I think they're more dap to it. <laughs> God. All Is right. That really all you wanted to say? Tell me. No, 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 no. I've got, I got two more things. <laughs> um, as far as the non collateralized uh, uh, stable coins, isn't that what the Fed's supposed to be doing? Okay. I may have a target on my back now. Um, I think you've but had then, a target on your back. Oh, well, yeah, I probably have. <laughs> but anyways, um, the other thing that I have to say about IBM, um, I don't know if anyone in our target audience or you guys out there that are with us right now, um, anyone's watched uh, any type of Stanley Stanley Kubrick films uh, you know this actually draws to mind one of my favorite classics 2001 a space odyssey where there's this computer system called how how was actually created as a three-letter word that was a one-letter knockoff from IBM H I A B L N how uh, and that was Kubrick's kind of poke at saying that IBM was trying to rule the infrastructure and try to take over. 
And I think this is them coming back. Um, honestly, I have no clue why a technological company is actually backing and trying to go with a stable coin. It makes no sense. I think if they were pushing for blockchain technology, I'd be like, hell yeah, IBM, let's do this. Why are they trying to get into the banking system? Because they're they were they were dying. Sure, maybe I don't know. Uh, Ron, real quick, uh, thoughts on IBM uh, back in Stablecoin? Yeah. Okay, so IBM already has Stellar Lumens, right? Which is a utility token. Um, so Stronghold is actually going to have minimum um, minimums. So the smallest transaction you can make is like twenty five thousand dollars. So this is purely business oriented. So like if they, you know, get a new contract or something, um, they they can be paid or pay via their own stable coin, which is ingenious, right? Um, but yeah, the minimum I think it says $25,000. So this is clearly for, you know, corporate level spending and stuff like that. Um, also, Haven is pronounced Haven. I was ignorant. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thank you very much for clarifying that. That makes me feel so much better. Moving on. Question of the week. Oh, actually, you know what? That that was stable coins. We love stable coins. I mean, in the end, I mean, it's what we need. It's what we need. So uh, I don't want to, you know, I forget what I'm trying to say. Meh. Too many beers. By the way, uh, I am drinking. I forgot to tell you guys. I'm sorry. Uh, I, the, the favorite. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Love my Sierra Nevada. Boom, 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 boom. All right. Question of the week is... Well, question of last week. Will Bitcoin go lower than 6K this week? We had uh, some half and half thoughts there. Uh, Jojo said no. Oak said no. And me and Angela said yes. Although Angela was going to say no. Uh, but Oaks was very adamant. And he was right. So, Cheers, Joe. Cheers. <laughs> so good. we done did it, buddy. We done did it. We got it. Our virtual. <laughs> <laughs> good on you guys. Good on you guys for that. Moving on to our question of this week. Uh, since Bitcoin is starting to creep up uh, in dominance and in price, hashtag Nafamu, what will Bitcoin dominance be next week? You guys out there, let us know your answer in the comments down below. But first, Oaks, what do you think Bitcoin dominance is going to be, man? Uh, we're going to say 49.5%, Bob. All right. Heard that. Joey, what you got? 33.2%. Wow. Do you even know what it's at right now? 72. What? I'm so confused. <laughs> Joe. Holy shit, Bitcoin got up to 20K. Joe, and we didn't even know that. Joe, go. Joe, go. Uh, dude, I think, uh, I think like, Oaks is definitely on the right track with 39%. Um, I just don't know. I mean, I, don't I mean, not 39. He said 49. He said 49. I said 45.3%, Bob. Oh, you said 45.3? Oh, we are so lost. Are you guys even paying attention right now? Holy I didn't, I, I'm sorry. Shine. I got backwards. Anyways, because Joey threw me off. <laughs> Joey, below your fault, man. Anyways, um, I think it's going to be closer to what Oak said, which is around that $49 mark, a 49% mark. Okay. All right. We're going to. Uh, yeah. So I think I'm going to go with 
47.5. Heard that. Rowan, what you got? All right, so I got two things. Uh, I'm going to say 40.8% for the Bitcoin dominance, 40.8. Also, so the reason I was able to find out so quickly what Havens, uh how to pronounce it, is there's this cool app called Telegram. Most cryptos have a group, like an official group, you know. You can just like talk to the developers and stuff. It's pretty rad. So I just asked, uh, said, hey, how do you pronounce your coin? And they got back to me. There you go. There you go. And uh, I don't know if that's so much about Telegram or so much about uh, their community uh, being helpful. Uh, we are not sponsored by Telegram. <laughs> we do not Telegram. I don't know. Maybe maybe Rowan is. Uh, so I'm whatever, gonna say, whatever happened to their coin? Uh, the, we'll talk about that next week. Uh, <laughs> Well, I'm going to go with uh, Bitcoin dominance next week at 43.87%. Let's go. And, uh, I mean, that's it, guys. Let us know your comments or your answer in the comments down below. Uh, real quick, uh, last thoughts, Oaks. Um, I need another beer. Thanks for watching, guys. <laughs> heard that. Heard that. Joey, you muted. You're muted. I can't Keep hear it you. Keep it classy. Keep <laughs> uh, All right. Heard that. Joe? As always, Aurora Dow and stay bold and keep them cold. All right. I like it. I like it. And, of course, mm. Run Run, what you got? All right, guys. Nafamu and uh, go get ginger lime creamed. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Alright guys, this has been the Crypto Brew Show. As always, hashtag Nafamu. Thanks for watching. Like and subscribe below for more show. We will see you next week. Cheers. Peace.